Hello, welcome back to another podcast episode of The Little Black Sofa. This podcast episode, I will be interviewing a special guest for you guys. If you have been listening to the previous pod episodes, I hope that you did not miss Don't Look Back because this episode, I am interviewing TB, my ex-boyfriend. If you have not, I advise you to stop and go hear my two cents before you listen to this one because this one is going to be all about not really me and his story, but his story, so to speak, by himself, how karma and life has, you know, come back around um, his growth and maturity, like really, is it about the man's age or is it about the things that he goes through that really dictates when he's ready to settle down and be in a relationship and be a solid man? He's got three baby mamas now, three marriages. He's been stabbed by one of his fucking wives. He even made the fucking news. Um, don't miss a second, because after he was stabbed, she even put his ass in jail and got him put on house arrest. It's rough out here in these streets for these guys is what I'm starting to realize. Women, we always talk about these guys ain't shit. Starting this podcast, I'm starting to realize, ladies, I'm sorry, but a lot of you bitches ain't shit. talking we had reached up to there's like two questions again yeah we had got to the point where um heather and you were on your second child right and i was asking you how in the fucking world did you end up on a second child when she was already three kids deep and she did not want to be a fucking mom so to speak that didn't cause you to worry. Oh, we ready to answer? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Run. Oh. Uh, see, the thing is, you know how some females feel like I can change this dude or mm-hmm. they'll do this for, this person will do this for me. Right. Like, I had the same issue with the marriage of thinking, yo, you chose me, so it'll change for me. And instead of like really thinking with your brain, you think with. So you thought you was going to dick Heather into being a good mother is what you're saying. It wasn't even about dick Heather into being a good mother. Like, you know, we always had discussions and the conversations about, yo, 
you know, people change for the right situation. People change for the right scenario. People change for the right person. Right. And thinking like, yo, we got this, it never dawned on me that because she's been around me with my first kid, not even saying she was being a good mom, but you'll take care of business. And it, it the funny thing about this question and this answer, it was like 12 years later before like I got a real answer from her, like why you didn't want to do this or why you wouldn't do that. And the answer was because I didn't have a child. I didn't get to be, I get, didn't get to enjoy these years as a teenager in like my early 20s and whatever the case may be. And I'm like, you did whatever you wanted to do. So right. what are you talking about? Because the children were being raised by other people. So that's not so a valid answer. Once I got that answer, it kind of helped me grow out of wanting to really rock with you, rock with her, not you, but rock with her in any way. Like, yo, you are really delusional. Okay, like, if you had to give a guesstimate of how many relationships you and her fucked up backsliding and playing games, what would you say the number is? Uh, and it doesn't matter if it was a good relationship or a bad relationship, but how many relationships of that's the thing dealing with other people that's the funny, did y'all fuck up? That's the funny thing about that question. They were all good relationships. And I say about a good ten or more. So... Ten innocent women that accepted your children, accepted you, um, was loving, supportive. Definitely. And you sabotaged ten separate fucking relationships for somebody that had already shown you for 10, 12 years. That the funny thing about that statement is I sacrificed them for somebody I didn't even want. And even back then, I knew I didn't want her. <laughs> That's what's crazy so, about that. Did you have a fear of commitment and growing up for real? I had a. It wasn't even a fear. I just. I mean, because you're sabotaging your relationships for somebody that you know you don't want to be with, somebody the, you know you can't build with, somebody you know is not going to be what you need in your life a woman, a mother to your children, but you down okay. to. You know the, the pro, you know what my whole problem was, and this is really being honest, and I didn't figure this shit out until about four years ago. Everybody I've dealt with asked the same question, and I never really had an answer. And it was like, what do you want in a female? What do you want in a relationship? And I never knew an answer. Because I never knew, like, what the fuck I ever wanted. I, I liked everybody for something different. So I'm like, oh, I'm chasing somebody different every time. I liked this person's conversation. Or I might have liked the way this person looked. Or I might have liked the way this person walked, caught my attention. But it was all a little dumbass shit for everybody that I dealt with. You know, I've kind of heard, not this exact thing before, but I heard somebody say something like, I just wish I could just take a piece of everybody's personalities and shove them in you because you know everybody's raised different and there's things that I like and qualities I want in every person and I think <laughs> that you type of people nah it's not that are what happens is until you're grown up enough to understand what the fuck it is that you're doing 
good, bad, ugly, right, wrong, to the left, to the right, whatever it is. You knew you, what the fuck you was doing. You just chose the, to keep doing it. So no. I, I have a question for you. Did you in, have fun? Did you get some kind of enjoyment out of what was going on between you and her in this toxic environment that y'all kept fueling? That's the thing. I didn't. And me, you saying I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing in the sense of, y'all, I'm about to go fuck this up. But I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't know what I liked in people. If that makes any sense. Okay. So, like, what when you're you... dating different people and you're going through all of these situations, all of these scenarios, you may see something in a person that you like and then you may see 10 other things that you don't like. So, you run away from it and fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to figure out why I don't like this or what I like in this person, like, until you get to a certain point, you're still trying to learn yourself. You're still trying to figure out what you really like in a person. Right. Okay, we may have good sexual chemistry, but... As a human being, I may not fucking like you. We may have all of these good things in common, but I'm not quite ready to figure out how to make this work. I take it you and her had good sexual chemistry because that seemed to be the only thing y'all had going outside causing drama for females that had nothing to do with y'all having sex. That's the thing. It wasn't even good sexual chemistry. It was just like, like, this this is the known. I know what to expect here. It's not that it's the best. It's not having sex with you was 10 times better. But it still wasn't enough to be like, yo, I want this. I, I understand what this situation is here. Because every person I cheated on would give me everything I wanted, needed. But it wasn't enough. Because I didn't really. Just because they were. You can cook for me. You can clean for me. You can wash my clothes. You can everything. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. I didn't know what all of that really meant. I didn't know what all of that really was. If that make, does that make any sense? Yeah, I get that. Because, you know, it was like, you know, you would literally sneak off and fuck your baby mama. And when you walk back in the door, remember, she'd be at the door 10 minutes later. Like, yeah. and you like and you just be sitting there looking stupid. Like, but you knew this is what's going to happen. You know, you go out to breakfast with her and she's sending pictures. You're saying, like, there was nothing that you could do with her that... Didn't burn me. You understand what I'm saying? And I kind of took a note from her with my... But the thing, episode, but yeah. you understand what I'm saying? But the thing was, like, what's in your box right here? Jewelry. Jewelry. So, let me see your box real quick. Mm-hmm. So, the thing was, like, with her, because we had so much time and we had time to really talk, I knew everything that was in there. Okay. With everybody else, I just seen the outside. And I never took time to not fuck it up long enough to find out what was, what was in inside. Head? Didn't matter, like, y'all could have had the best relationship with my kids and been the best situation for it, but I never took time to figure out, no, let me find out what's inside and let me find out if I'm really going to like it. Because you're too busy off on some yeah. so bullshit. This is what caught my attention, but I never gave anybody a chance to be like, let me really get to know you. Let's really talk. Let's really, like, we had conversations, but it was never no, let's really get to know each other. And I didn't learn that until, like, five years ago. When I finally met somebody that I was like, yo, I really want to get to know you. Like, I really want to, I want to do something different. And then I start, instead of just looking at them, I start looking at my toxic behavior. And I don't want to do that anymore. You shouldn't want to. And then I met somebody that I fell for that was way younger than me, which was every rule in my life that I was not supposed to break, but I broke it anyway. Mm -hmm. And we got a crib together. And what became... 
the biggest difference was I'm not trying to fuck it up. Not even so much that I'm trying to fuck it up. I'm trying to learn her. And I found all of them years I thought I had peace. Mm -hmm. And that's with any and everybody I'm dealing with, whatever. I didn't have peace. I didn't know what that shit was. So when I had this new situation that was away from everybody, including my family. I just want to say, you could have never had peace because you destroyed your own peace constantly. Oh yeah, because I didn't know what I didn't know how much that meant to me, and I didn't know what that was, because I grew up and toxic, and it was never peaceful. So, like the biggest thing I learned when I got away from everybody and I had this peace in my house is, yo, you've never had this. No matter what you did, you've never had this. No matter who you dealt with, you never had this. And this person created that in my life. And I'm so fucking thankful for them for that. Because, like I said, when I got that time to have peace, it gave me time to reflect and be like, why the fuck haven't I been chasing this forever? Why the fuck was I, like, I had a house that nobody knocked on my door. Not because I'm hiding from anybody, but just, it was just that much respect. Like, if somebody was coming over, they would call, bro, you home? Y'all, I'm about to pull up. Cool, we here, the door's open. And it was just, it was peaceful, like... Like, didn't matter what happened outside that door when I walked in, this woman would run up to me, give me a hug and a kiss, and be like, babe, it's going to be all right. Like, it's, it's, it's a new day. Like, you don't have to worry about that. And even though I had that many times before. That you sabotaged repeatedly. I didn't understand it. No I didn't woman know it. Run up to you and say, hey, how's your day being? Give you a kiss. When 10 minutes later, your baby mama's at the fucking door. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so when you I got, blew up your own world for a toxic woman. But, and I still don't grasp why it took you so long to realize, like, oh, I'm making my life hell. I'm creating these problems. Because. I have to keep relocating and moving thing, and getting cars and all the shit that you've been through. But see, the thing through. was, even though you seen it as hell, I seen it as normal because this is what. Like, the problem is, like, how we grow up and where we grow up, and sometimes we hate to admit it, affects so much of how we think. Mm -hmm. So much of how we view things. Mm -hmm. So, when I re-met you, you were no longer Kia. You were Amber. Well, thank God for that, because you know you and Heather would have got fucked up. Kia was how we grew up. Yeah. Amber's who you transformed into because you didn't want that anymore. I never got that chance to have transformation because even though I'm growing up, I'm grown, I went to prison. So when you go to prison, whatever the fuck you was when you left, yeah, you come you, back out. Even though you days. may keep your mind strong, you may have conversations, you may build these you bonds, think, these relationships. You think, but you're not having those life experiences. No, you're those building life them. Lessons. No, but the actual hands-on life experiences and life lessons of thing. being out here in the world. You're still having those experiences. They're you're not, just not, you're not waking they're up. not worldly experiences. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not because you know, with like nobody. that life in there is ten times different from here. So when you're in there, you're growing up in there, but you're growing up the wrong way. You're growing up in there to survive and to be able to make it home to your family. So that growth is different. That growth is survival growth. So it's damn near like how we were as kids. Yo, we got to do whatever it takes to make sure we survive and we stay safe. So 
So basically, you just got out and you thought that you had done some maturing in between the time you popped your ass back up at my door. But really, you still lacked a lot. I hadn't had any. The thing was, I hadn't had any experiences to be like, yo. What kind of experience did you need? Nothing had happened. Like, I got out, I had somebody around me. They was the wrong you person. You got out, you got married. I had the wrong person around me. Got married, got rid of them. I got to messing with Rashana, but didn't, like, thought she was different, but she wasn't that different. She just knew how to hide her bullshit. Even to today, you live in Reynoldsburg, so you can hide your bullshit so nobody sees it, which is horrible. Because you're still at the point of, you think you know everything. And I'll be the first one to be like, I don't know shit. Like, yo, I'm still learning every day, figuring this shit out and trying to get better at it. But the one thing I can say, the mistakes of bumping my head, I don't do that shit anymore. No, you think you don't. Nah, I know. Or you're just not bumping your head in the exact same ways that you was. Because you're still going to encounter some things in life where... Definitely. You're going to bump your head, have to grow, and have some life lessons. Definitely. They but never stop. Definitely. They but only like, stop when you die. Like, but my head bumps aren't my old head bumps, which is a plus to me. I've got new head bumps. I mean, you know. And it took me do you 15 keep, years of the same yeah, head bumps. Say, do you want to keep getting beat on your ass in the exact same Dude. spot? Or would you like to get paddled someplace else or something? It's different? not even so much the paddling. Now my now the bumps are, aren't as painful. And I definitely look at them the first time and be like, okay, I've learned from that. We're not going to do that anymore. Like, even with this wife, like, even when we had bad situations, like, I didn't go cheat. Nah, cool. I didn't go cheat. Like, the most I would do was text somebody and be like, yo, what you been up to? What you been doing? But she was like, that's still cheating. I never left your house. I never interacted with him. I never okay, met so up with him. I never anything. Let's, let's, let's get current. So, you've been married now three times. Yeah. And the first marriage lasted how long? That shit lasted about a month. And the second marriage was after me and you got together the second time, and that lasted how long? Truthfully? Yeah. Five days. Five days. I think that's what you get after, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, you know. But I didn't. I'm not going to sit here and say, I mean, (laughs) you know, after the way you did me. That was foul. Right, so a five-day marriage is kind of like. But I didn't marry her right after you. It was probably a few months, but. Nah, it was a hot minute. What, a year? No, it was longer than that. How, how, how old was your daughter when y'all got married? My daughter was four. Really? Five. Oh, well, shit. That was like three years it later. It was a hot minute. Four years later. It was we a hot up. minute. Four years later. Because we yeah. broke up right after she was born. Yeah, my so. daughter was like four or five. And well, the crazy part about that was I didn't fuck that up. No, she... But she made it seem like it was... I mean, part of it was my fault because I did bullshit. But like... Oh, you did. Yeah, when we was <laughs> dealing with each other, I did a lot of bullshit. But once we got married, like, yo... She had, we was like to the point where, yo, we're either going to do this or we're not rocking. Yo, we're going to get married. Fuck it, let's go. But she made it seem like I forced her to marry me. Like, yo, we agreed to this. We had this conversation. We talked about it. You had a couple days to really think about, yo, if I really want to do this. You said, yes, let's do this. And you woke up five days later. Like, I woke up to you crying five days later. And it's wrong. I can't do this. Marriage. Cool, I'll leave. 
I'm out. No, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. I want to be married, but I don't want to do me. Baby, it don't work that way. Hold on. Keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate this question back. Go ahead. But I had to tell her, like, it doesn't... With me, the one thing I won't do is I'm not going to cheat on my wife. Okay, that's good. Like, I, I do have that moral standard. Why get married to fucking cheat? That, if that's what we're going to do, like... Listen, we just, don't have to get right, married. Just, Let's just... Stay, we ain't got to be neutral, together. Right, we can just meet, do what we do, and we keep it... And neither one of these motherfuckers understood that. I think they took me saying it as, uh, he's just joking. Like, no, like, the one thing everything taught me, I don't have the right to not give you the option to do what I do. And I feel in the same way, nobody has the right to take that away from me. So if we're grown and we're talking, we're communicating... Listen, I'll tell every, all I want to do is be on the same page. Listen, if this is the game you're playing, give me the option. Right, right. I'm probably not going to play don't it. Don't manipulate me or deceive. Take yeah. away my choices with your... And they're decision. like, well, you did that to people so many times. You're right. And I'm now realizing yeah. that it's fucked up. But I'm also grown enough now to say, yo, if this is what it is, yo, let's talk about it. Let's figure out a way that we can both be happy. Because I'm not marrying you to keep playing the same games I was playing. All right, so... Second marriage lasts five days. We were actually legally married 18 months, but yeah, five days. So, basically, she wakes up on day five and she's like, listen, um, this is not really the way I want to do marriage. But it was, she wanted, she had a stalker that she liked his attention until it got creepy. Mm-hmm. But I told her, like, before we ever got married and the first time I met dude, like, dude is a creep. Like, you might want to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want to listen. But the crazy part is, like, shit would happen. And she would get, like, I would come check on, make sure y'all good. This dude's not around. This is that, the other. But she would get mad at me because I won't say anything to dude. I said, listen, I learned a long time ago. It doesn't matter what I say to somebody that's stalking you or after you if you're not following what you asked me to say to Was me. she entertaining him? Jackpot. So you're still taking calls. You at work talking to him all day, y'all texting, emailing. So, right, so what he is thinks he, he has a chance. So what does me saying something to him do? Well, you you act like you don't want to protect us. No, you act like you don't want to protect y'all. Right. Well, he calls my phone all day. You know how hard it is, how easy it is to ignore all goddamn day. I'm just blocking. Day. Put them on your block list. He, he calls from other numbers. It doesn't matter how easy it is to just ignore these calls. As much as you ignore my calls at times, this shit's easy for you. You don't call a hundred times. I'm not, I got shit to do with my day. Oh, well, he, he this and he took out, this nigga that took over you, like, he's a computer geek. <coughs> he knows how to hack into shit. <coughs> he hacked into all your shit now, years later, now he has you scared. She like, he got a gun and he got this and he got that. I said, listen, let's be clear. If jail. His not Larry, is it? Nah. If okay. jail <laughs> and prison and being in the streets didn't teach me nothing else, like, I learned how to read people. So if this corny ass dude is showing you guns and knives and this and that, it's she like you got to be careful. Nah, that's not for me. That's for you. That's to scare you. But if I say something to him and make him feel like I'm hating or getting in the way or challenging his shit, then it will become for me. Nah, it was never gonna be for me because he wasn't that type of dude. So you buying all of this shit is to scare her or to make her think that you're this type of person. 
So because the first time she wanted to be able to entertain the stalker, I take it is why still smashing, mess with him, everything. You fall out with me, he in your house or y'all in a room together or whatever. Like okay, like yo, I don't. I stopped at that point. Like I don't want to play this game with nobody. So after the second marriage ends, you um end up with another child. Were you and her in a relationship? Nah, this is just something I like Stop fighting. The reason we didn't end up in a relationship, because we went on dates. This is a nice woman. You're a great mother, but you're bipolar. When I didn't, I, I realized it, but I didn't really think it was real. It was too late. You already had the baby when you It wasn't even it was too real. late. Like, her good outweighed her bad at most times. I'm just trying to figure out how you keep getting these kids and you be acting like, well, you know, I seen all these red flags, yo, but I just wanted to keep fucking with the pussy, so, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. I Listen, until the last five years, I stopped looking at red flags. Like, it ain't as, I can't handle the situation. It ain't as bad as I think it is. And it's, like, it goes back to, once again, how we're raised. We think we can handle everything. We think we can deal with a fix or... We, we normalize what is completely abnormal up. behavior that is traumatic, that is, um, like, the things that a black person can experience just in 365 days. Not even so much experience, except... Experience, see, accept. The accept um, part be is... Be around, like... It ain't even to be around. It's that we accept it and we normalize it. That's what fucks us up. Well, we think that's a part of everyday life, a lot of things that go on. Definitely. Because we're so used to them happening all the time that we... Oh, yeah, that's... But like I said, so when I get to these last two people, the first one is the greatest thing ever. And it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. Did you marry her? I did. Why not? Because I honestly worked myself out of a relationship. Okay. Because I'm so busy trying to make sure we comfortable and shit is good that I'm not giving her the time that she wants. And she ended up cheating on me. Oh. With a girl. Oh. Well, is that really cheating? I don't know, but it left me out the mix, so. Well, I mean, if she had invited you into the party, would that have been cheating? I, I wouldn't have did it. Like, that's one person, like, after the fact, I realized how great of a thing I had without interruption, without anything. So tell me, without interruption, so your ass gets married the third time. And this time, you have finally found peace you've learned to look inside boxes and really get to know a person and this is a person that you see yourself spending the rest of your life with so you choose to get married a third time but i the only mistake i made in this one one i didn't watch the red flags i did before we got back together that's what ended us but then when she came back i let that guard down and I let the poker face play me. And seeing the red flags with 
yo, I see so much potential in you. And I'm like, I understand how people who rocked with me before I fucked them over seen potential in me. And didn't give up on you. Jackpot. <coughs> so I'm going to play it again. You know, I realized that you got to stop playing the Lord's game. It's not your game to save them. That's not your job. You understand what but I'm are saying? we trying to save them? You can only save the people that want to be helped. So that means if this person is trying to actively change or actively do these things, then yeah, you can. But help see, them. that's the but thing. But if you're trying to, you know, what I'm saying, lead them to the water and push their head in, then you ain't fucking that shit. That's I mean, the thing. Even, I, even the Lord can't do that. So who the fuck very is you? True. But that's the thing. I didn't have to lead her to the water. Like the first couple months we was back together and married, I didn't have to lead to the water. Like, so what went wrong in the marriage if you didn't have to lead her to the water? What was the red flags? What was the red flags? She went back to doing what she was doing. And she could only maintain doing the things right for three months. And what's the things that she likes to do? She likes to still kick it with her baby dad, still fuck her baby dads, and be like, I keep them around to pay bills, but you don't. So niggas ain't pay shit. So... <clears throat> only thing they did was buy you some shoes, buy you some outfits. So, basically, it's kind of like the shoe is on the other foot now, and you have somebody who pretends like their baby fathers are useful. Yeah. Like, you pretended like your baby mama was useful. Even I though, ain't never pretend like she well, was useful. okay, what... That's definitely not something I ever <laughs> said or did. You do not get to put that off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, normally I don't argue back when you make good points, but you don't definitely get to say that because I ain't never been like this motherfucker's useful. Okay, she was useful for fucking up relationships, and she was useful for fucking. She was useful for agitating the bitch you was with. The bitch was useful. Okay, I didn't say she was a good useful, but the motherfucker was That's not useful. useful. Ah, useful is useful. It doesn't matter if you use her in a good way or a bad way. True. Useful is useful. Very true. Now, so. You thought your baby mama was useful in the strange way. And she thinks her baby daddy are useful in the strange way. Now, you have two ironies here. You understand? Mm -hmm. Irony one. She thinks that her baby daddies are useful and you are the one you say taking care of all the children, her, and being a good husband, right? Yeah. And they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Irony one. Irony two is you don't just have to put up with one baby daddy. You get to put up with you don't know who the fuck she fucking with because it's multiple baby daddies. Actually, it, it turned out to be more than just the baby dads. Like, oh, after the fact, you, know, you get to having conversations with people, and you get people's true colors and true, true character. And the only thing I could do was be like, wow. So, I take it your wife um, is has a very high sex drive? My wife is just a hoe. It's not even a high sex drive. We're trying to be polite here. We'll have to call her. Nah, there's no politeness because when your stepdad calls you a hoe, I have to go with that. Okay, but the stepdad <clears throat> could be calling her hoe because he mad because he never got none and she gave it to everybody else. You have to understand. Nah, because when you tell me the stories, 
So you know it's two sides, three sides to every story. Very true. But you never know the reasoning for the stepfather shading his own daughter. He should love her like a daughter, not a stepfather. You nah, understand what I'm saying? So because I, she doesn't allow that to happen. Like, So I, I, I couldn't figure out, like, you know, you're my wife. Why do you want to be my Facebook friend? Why well, can't see your Instagram? Oh. Why well, can't see these things? <laughs> so when I got to talking to him, he like, yeah, she was an internet hoe. Her name on there was China. He said it got so bad that like dudes would pull up and she was like, oh yeah, that's my friend. They like they had to write down tag numbers in case this goofy motherfucker didn't come back. Oh my. So I'm like, y'all can't tell me this before I I jump to this scenario. Because I heard her and her sister argue before. Because they had went to the club one night. And she was, they was like, you know, we all hoes. Burr? <laughs> we all hoes? We all hoes. Like, are you talking about me, you, and somebody else? Like, we all hoes? Like, you Burr? Burr? <laughs> now I'm scratching my head. Do they get paid? This is the funny thing about it. She feels like she does, but like the biggest red flag I didn't. How take, does she feel like she gets paid? I'm about to get to that. I'm about, getting paid. I'm about to get to that. The biggest red flag I didn't take is like one day her mom, this was like a year or so before she died, says to me, "Yo, if I was you, I would run." And I'm like, "You would run?" She like, "Yeah." She. She like, you've done more for her in a little bit of time you've been around than her baby dads who've been around six and 12 years have ever done for her. And I didn't take that red flag. I like this person. I see so much potential in you. To her getting paid, he is, you bought me some shoes. You bought me some outfits. So she can look good for the next nigga? I look good for that. And it never dawned on me when she kept saying, like, I keep them around to pay these bills or pay a bill or this is that the other. You've been with your baby dad 12 years. He ain't never, you ain't, all the times y'all fall out, whatever, he ain't never put you in a crib of your own. So one day me and him talking, he like, yeah, I ain't never put that bitch on none of my leases. Burr, scratch my head again. The other baby dad says, she don't like being responsible. She don't like taking care of bills or paying bills. She'd rather sleep on somebody, a nigga's couch or in another nigga's bed so she ain't got to be responsible. You don't think that her behavior almost mirrors somebody else's behavior? It, Burr? it did, but I didn't catch it. Okay. Because I'm so enamored with your potential. Because when I meet you, you have a crib. You're, you're, but it didn't dawn on me that you got the crib because you went to the shelter. Not because you're taking care of business. And then the next crib you got, you got because you was trying to get Section 8 and they was giving you a chance and you fucked that off. Because when you lost a crib that you was trying to get through Section 8, I offered, like, yo, we ain't getting along, but because I rock with your kids and I've been rocking with your kids years before I knew you, I'll give you the money to go to the crib. You ain't got to be the fuck near me, deal with me, nothing. But she wouldn't go find a crib. And I didn't get it then. You ran back to this baby dad that you've been telling me for years is abusive to you, that you hate, you can't stand. That's where you ran to. And it's almost mirroring. Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when having the conversation with the stepdad, we were talking, he like, just know like this is your karma. And it dawned on me. You are absolutely fucking right. He was like, just know it's almost over, you coming out of it. But I'm like, the only part about this karma I'm not fucking liking. Is you I actually care and you really love her. I did. I do care. I do love her. But I'm like, I didn't stab nobody. I didn't shoot nobody. And I didn't kill, damn near kill nobody. Um, so why I got to catch it this bad? So when you say catch it this bad, so basically you and her ended up separated because of what? Her cheating. And in my goddamn house, cheating in your house, so that bothered me more than anything. And so you just left peacefully. Yeah, you can have a house. And even the times that I tried to go back, like I knew it was over because I never took my shit back. I'm not about to keep because it's like once we got to that point, every time she got drunk, we got an argument, and I left because now you keep coming at me the wrong way. And you keep trying to go through this phone to find something that's not there. So you can justify your shit. And you never have to deal with her baby daddies popping up and shit like that. <clears throat> they would never. Them niggas would so never. how did you <clears throat> know she cheated in your house? Because he sent me pictures. Of them fucking in your house? Yeah. And she posed for the pictures? She was so drunk she didn't know he took the pictures. Oh, 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 okay. So the last time they fucked around, she tried to beat him to the punch. But the problem with... Hold on. So the last time they had the little cheat session, she tried to beat him to the punch and she called me the next morning like, yo, I just want to tell you I did such and such with my baby dad. Mm-hmm. Like before, I said, oh, so you, you tell me yourself. I just wanted to be honest with you. And I like, so as she's talking, I get a text message. It's the baby dad. He like, bro, you can have her back. I'm done with her. You know, I just want to prove a point. Oh my. But after he says that, he sends a screenshot. She like, yo, I know we did what we did. Did you take pictures? So I, I call her out on it. Like, you didn't call to be honest. You called because you thought he took pictures and he was going to burn you. Why would you say that? Because I'm looking at the screenshot of your last message to him before you called me. Like, nigga, you wasn't trying to be honest. You just knew you was going to get caught. Or not even caught. You was going to get told on. So that's not being honest. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, you know, you can say, damn, I didn't do anything that extreme. But you've done things that's, that were... But see, when I say extreme, I'm not talking about the cheating. I accept that. Okay. I know I cheated on a lot of people, fucked over a lot of people. Mm-hmm. My extreme is you stabbed me in the back. Not just literally, but physically, you really stabbed me in the back. And it bothers me more because I'm like, I went to prison for seven years and I didn't get fucking stabbed. <laughs> I'm like... I can respect anything anybody do except for when you do something in somebody's back. Like, even when we watch police videos, the first things we say is, yo, he wasn't a threat. He was running away from you. So you popped him in the back. And I'm like, in the case of this, 
I wasn't trying to fight you. Even in even in the statement you made to the police, you like he pushed me away. He kept pushing me. I'm pushing you because you keep running up on me. I'm trying to avoid the situation, but I'm not leaving my bag in this house. Like, I just want to get my bag and go about my way. Well, she is not having that evidently because she... Her thing is you don't get to just leave me and be done. Like, it's got to be on her terms. So even in having a conversation with her a week after you stabbed me, you're like, why are you so mad? What do you mean, why am I mad? You stabbed me in the back. I said, if nothing else, as a person I'm supposed to be able to trust, I should never have to worry about looking over my shoulder for you to stab me in the back. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Because I'm like, I got snake people that are around me, but the crazy part is I can trust them snakes more than I can trust you. That's fucked up that you said. No, it's not. I said, I told you. chest or, you know, facing her. She yeah, stabbed you. You hit me in her. the back when I didn't even know it was coming or didn't know what happened. And I'm like. What was you saying to her as she was walking away? Like, yo, fuck you. I'm done. And when I walk away and I'm a block away, it hits me like, yo, what is going on with my back? Why is my back hurting? Like, did I bump into something when I was trying to get into the house? Like, it never hit me that I got stabbed because I, one, never seen her grab a knife. Two, never felt anything sharp go in me. And three, I never knew how bad it was till I got to the hospital and they're like, how are you still up? How are you still moving? Like, you have a three-inch gash in your back. Hold on, I got a three-inch gash in my back. You ain't stabbed me with a little knife. You stabbed me with a butcher knife. Yeah, she was She's so you were like really trying to hurt me. And then your statement is, I'm not a fucked up person. I called your mom to come get you and let her know that you was leaking. No, that makes you even more of a fucked up person because the fact <laughs> that you had to do that. Because wow. she's like, I seen you leaking. Oh, wow. You, you I seen bet you me did leaking? see me leaking. You, you stabbed me, motherfucker. Of course you. The fuck? So now you're trying to figure out why I'm so mad. Like, what you mean? Like, not only did you stab me, but then you lied to the police and sent me to jail. Oh, oh. So I got to lay in jail for two days leaking. And I got to keep explaining to these motherfuckers that I need these bandages changed. Oh, there's nothing wrong. Hold on. Look at the back of my shirt, you stupid fuck. I'm bleeding through shirts. And jail shirts as thick as retarded. And I'm bleeding through them. When I, like, long as I'm standing up or sitting down, I'm just leaking a little bit. I'm laying on this hard-ass bed. I'm bleeding the fuck out. So. Like, the night I go to the hospital, they didn't want to stitch it up because they're scared I'm going to get infected. So they put a bandage on my back on both spots, a big, a big-ass band-aid on both spots, and was like, come back in a week and get them changed. We went from Mount Carmel East to the fucking workhouse, and I done bled out. Okay, so after you... Get stabbed, go to jail, get out of jail. <clears throat> Two weeks go by, or I'm sorry, a week go by, and y'all talk. Did y'all talk again after a week? No. She called me twice since then, but it was so her baby girl could talk to me. But I didn't go for, I didn't take the bait. No. So she didn't like it. Like, I knew she was calling me when she called me the first time, because I'm like, nobody calls my phone unknown. Mm-hmm. So I know who it is. So I answer, say hello, they don't say nothing. So about an hour or so go by, I get another unknown call, she finally talks. And I'm spazzing. Why are you so mad? What you mean? 
I'm having to have bandages changed every day because of you. I'm leaking. The person that's supposed to be taking care of me if I got fucked up is the person that fucked me up. Well, you wouldn't be needed taken care of. You hadn't fucked me up and you was, you know. Like, you know, when I tell people, you know, some of the shit my husband has done to me. They'd be like, with your temperament, I cannot believe he's not dead. You didn't stab him. You didn't shoot him. And I just be like, you know, it really had to be the grace of God that stayed over me and kept me from just blacking out and doing whatever. Because but see, he's not worth. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? My life. You understand? Because he's going to throw his life away. Yeah. And it's like for her to do that to you, I completely understand how you're like, nah, I, I can't forgive this. I don't know how to let this Cause go. Because the thing is, like, even if I forgive you, which I'm going to eventually forgive you for that, but I we can't deal with each other like that because I'm always going to feel like, you might get mad and stab me or shit. Not even me. so much you might or get mad. Not even so much get mad. Not even so much get mad and stab me. It's just like that's always gonna play in the back of my mind. So now you can't be behind me. We damn sure can't sleep in the same bed because mm, you gotta sleep with one eye open. I'm gonna feel some type of way and at this point Hey, what if she says she wanna play a sex game and bring out some handcuffs and cuff that ass up? Nah, at, cuff that ass the thing up. is at this point, like if she call you and say, Meet me at a hotel room and you get there and she got handcuffs, nigga, you's a dead motherfucker. If she say meet me at a hotel when I get there, she gonna be like, Never mind, cause like after that happened, I'm to the point now that gun is on my hip all the time, whether even though it's not supposed to be. Like nobody will ever and it's one in the head. Nobody will ever get that close. And if you do, you swing, you're going to die. Because that's how I feel now because I feel like you tried to take my life. It's sad that she made you feel that way and she's your wife. Yeah, that's the fucked up part because it's like, like I said, like, if you, because the story she told is I was trying to get away from him. But in none of your statements did you say I hit you. Have you ever hit her? No. The lady across Has she ever called the police for domestic violence against you? No. I only asked because, you know, just trying to see if she had any kind of credible case to, you no. know. No, she just cut her baby dad up eight, about 18 months ago okay. on a drunk night. Hold on. Time out. So, you married her how many months ago? Six or seven now. So, when you married her six or seven months ago you knew she had cut her baby daddy up on a drunk night but also knew their history one question at a time please when you married her you knew she had cut her baby daddy up yes so you felt like because whatever he had drug her through it was justified it was i never said it was justified so but i understood capable of cutting i understood where the anger came from the anger because this nigga had this dude him. had beat her up several times and kicked her and her kids out, so I knew where the anger came from. But my problem with everything was I ain't never beat you up. Anytime we didn't got into it, all you got from me was me pushing you back because I don't let nobody run up on me. So that's that was the other thing that pissed me off. Like how did you sting me in the back? And I don't let nobody get close enough to me to do that. Even when you came at me with the knife, I kept you in front of me and I just kept pushing you back, like. And that's, so even you know, this is what I do. I'm not beating you up. No matter how bad you come at me and want to make me fight you. Well, you know, I used to stick pistols in your face. I was very volatile. And even then, did I ever Remember, be, I catch you in your baby mama and stick my gun up in both y'all faces. Like and did I ever up. return that fire or beat you up or hit you? 
No, we did reach a point where, you know, me and Heather started to up guns on each other, you know what I'm saying? But no, we act never shot at each other. Um, you never pulled a gun back on me in return. You never beat me or no. You just pretty much looked at me like bitch. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> so if you even know that and you just said what we went through. Why would I do that to this person? And I know what you've been through. I watched my mind get beat before. But I would So I'm not beating any woman. If you know she's capable of stabbing, that you could get stabbed. You understand what I'm saying? But my thought was, and it's the wrong way of thinking, I haven't done anything to you to get to that point. Like, you blacked out on the wrong person. But okay. now, because you don't want to look bad, you're trying to justify it. I have a question for you. Go for it. After she got drunk, blacked out, and stabbed up her baby daddy, right? Did she go get herself some help? Did the court issue her to get some help? Did somebody issue her into... Yeah, they told her to, but COVID hit. Okay, so she got away with not getting... Yeah. So, you knowing that the issue had not been addressed through therapy or counseling, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you still proceeded with somebody that had all of the same amount of anger because just because she stabbed his ass did not alleviate all the compound anger she feels from all the multiple baby dads. I'm sure he's not the only one that's been nah, shit. Not. You see what I'm saying? But that's the thing. I'm like, I'm not them. Like, I made sure we stress that to fact. Be them. But that goes back to how we got into the situation of, yo, it wasn't any drinking. It wasn't any. All the bullshit was gone for the first couple months. There's no drinking. There's no going out. There, you're chilling. You're okay. But I didn't realize, like, you can't maintain that. So she started drinking and going back out on you. Now you're back to doing the bullshit. Because you're like, I kept my word. How? Where did you keep your word at in any of this? So she felt like she should be able to go out and party and kick it. I wonder why is it that you are always so drawn to these party girls that like to party uh-huh. and kick it and this is what takes president in their life. You understand what I'm saying? I have no idea. Because the baby mama and the wife that you really love and care about, their behaviors it's outside exact- one thing mimics. They both have over four kids, right? Yeah. And they both like the party. The only difference is one doesn't raise her children. The other one drags her children around inconsistently without a home. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the thing. I overlooked that red flag because... It has some good pussy attached to it. Nah, because when it came into the picture, she had a career and she was taking care of business. See what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I learned all the other shit after the fact. Yeah, I'm sure you did. You got married and things didn't quite work out the way you had planned on. 
seemed like karma finally said, you know what? Um, I think your heart might be in this one, so I'm going to go ahead and show up and have you pay your toll. Because, you know, if your heart wasn't in it, whatever she did, it wouldn't have really mattered. You would have just shook it off like you shook off everything else. Does that make sense? Because all those other ten women, including me, I'm one of those ten, you were able to shake off. like Right, you know what I'm saying? These last two I couldn't shake off. Like, right. the one before her had me hurt for months. Like, yo, what the fuck? And the crazy part is, after I fucked it up, not in the sense of I'm cheating, I'm like, yo, I had somebody that would have, the things I was worried about keeping, she didn't give a fuck about, like, she would have lived in a car with me and been happy. And I didn't, like, realize that shit till it was too goddamn late and somebody else was giving her this attention that, yo, you just wanted some time from me. And I couldn't do that. And the crazy part is, a couple times, I told her, like, if that's what it's about, let me know. Like, shit, it's cheaper to just buy your ass some shoes and knock you off a couple times. <laughs> Why would you say that to me? Because, motherfucker, that's how you act at times. Well, maybe you shouldn't have said it. You should have just tried it and see how it, if it worked in your I favor. I know it would have worked in my favor. Because I'm like, yo, but I got you. But then you wouldn't I... have been able to pay your, your toll finally. So, you know, you got to look at the Who wouldn't have been able to pay your toll? Your karma toll. Your heart. You have to finally get your heart really, really in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, that karma toll been a motherfucker. So, you know, now you've paid your karma toll. You can look at it like, all right. I mean, yeah, you went through 10 women. Um, I, I hope she doesn't make you pay, you know what I'm saying, for each one. Um, so the crazy speak. part is, as much as I went through with her and that little bit of time, I feel like I paid for her. <laughs> them and well, some. that's why I was saying the f- irony is with her having so many baby fathers, you know what I'm saying, you've had to deal with five or four, six, like seven, this. however many different guys constantly versus, you know, you just always brought your big bad baby mama with her little short, you know, it's not big bad, you say your little short baby mama, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why? And the crazy part, like, I had bad females that I fucked up for this raggedy motherfucker. You know, we like what we like. It ain't even that. I told you until you get to a certain point, we don't even know what we like. Um, we don't. I didn't agree with that. That's why I, I, I kind of, well, one of my podcasts, I think I said that I don't even think that cheating is really cheating until you're like over 25. You need to really have time to experience date, fuck around. I mean, I was because you know some people are capable of getting, um, I guess, in these relationships in high school and you know growing them into older age. But I would be very curious to talk to those couples and see what the the, how they really feel within these relationships. That's the thing about that. Like I thought about that too. Like you know. The growth comes from if y'all on the same page and y'all have the same goal and you you y'all really understand how to grow together, how that shit works. Usually like my granny used to always be like unevenly yoked, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. And that's usually what we pick. Yeah. And we're we're usually so unevenly yoked that 
yo, I'm trying to pull you up to me and help. And you're pulling me down. And you're pulling yeah. me down, but we ain't trying to grow to the same thing. Like the one, the realest conversation me and Rashana ever had was an argument about growth. <laughs> and she was like, I'm trying to grow this way. So I'm doing this. I said, that's all well and good. But like as the person you're dating, dealing with, sleeping with, we in a house together, married, whatever the case may be, how do you attempt to grow without me and you expect us to stay together? Because who you grow into, I may not like. Right. Or I may, or you may grow into this and you may not like who I am. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't allow me to grow with you or, or really even attempt to understand what you're trying to do. When at the end of the day, you weren't trying to grow. You were following somebody else because you still don't, at 40, you still don't know who you are. You still don't know what you're trying to I mean, be. You're, right, you're always discovering yourself. Like, I tell somebody, like, um, excuse me, this is, like, only my second quarter. They're like, your second quarter? You're delusional. Nah, baby, I'm, this is my second but quarter. See, 20 was first quarter, because that's my first quarter being able to make adult decisions yeah. for myself. You understand what I'm saying? Now, my second quarter, 20 years later, is my second quarter, and now I can try to, you know, figure out, okay, these decisions planned out like this, and I don't really like that, so let's do things a little bit different for this next upcoming yeah, quarter. I agree with that. But, like, in the case of her, she still doesn't know who she is. You're still, whoever you're friends with at the time, that's who you're trying to be like. So you got into the Masons, or whatever it's called for females, because the friend that you had at that time, mm-hmm. you put your kids in it, then you stopped going. And that's what we was having arguments about then. Like, like, oh, I think this would be good for me. I, why? Give me a, a reason why. Like, you don't have a reason because your friend's doing it. Then you moved out to Reynoldsburg. You got some new friends. And they got you doing ghetto stuff. Like, you running up on their boyfriends when they cheating. And y'all in Pickerington about to go to jail and get shot. And I'm like, what is you doing? That's not you. I'm just saying, I was trying to have my girls back, but I thought about it after the fact. That's the problem. We think about shit after the fact. Right. Because, yo, we didn't think about how this could go left in that moment. And that's where the growth and figuring out who you are, figuring out what you like. Yo, not only do I like the way this person looks, I like the way that this person goes about taking care of their business. I like the way that this person brings something to the table besides, yo, I got some good sex. That's all you bring it to the table. I don't need you. Sounds like you're trying to grow up over there. I'm definitely trying to grow up. And that's why I went into this situation, this scenario, doing things way different, moving way different. It ain't a hundred people calling my phone talking about, I need you to do this, I need you to do that anymore. So can you understand how I done all my little shit when I was younger, the first time we dated. And then, you know, I had my growth flows, my first little growth growth spurt. And... I did, you know, a 360, changed my life, and then I end up dating you again. And, you know, you still need to, hold on, you still need another growth spurt. Um, I never had the first growth spurt. Well, anywho, then I get married, and I'm thinking, okay, all the stuff I've been through, including, you know, your ass, I'm yeah. like, there's no way that I could possibly owe karma. You understand what I'm saying? But boom, yeah. guess what? I owe karma for. Little John's ass Even and his it. wife's ass. So what does she do? She shows up and she's like, "Guess what, bitch? I know your heart is in it because you know I was engaged those three times. You know I was rocking it up with these dudes, and yeah. I chose the dude that he didn't even have to 
buy me a real diamond. The rest of them bought me real diamonds and I washed the pants and like so like Karma was she was just sitting back laughing at me that's like the, <laughs> You wanna hear the funniest part about that karma statement? I bought this motherfucker a thirty five hundred dollar ring that mm-hmm. she lost. Don't have a clue where the fuck it went. Don't know if a dude took it from her when she was drunk. Don't know nothing. It was like, I threw it at you. Nah, you didn't. You lost it on a drunk night because I asked you the next morning what the fuck happened to your ring. That's karma number one. Number two, when you went away for six months, I started my truck business. I got the tax office. I had a daycare. Cars, bikes, everything. My normal life. I'm doing great. Money coming in, great. You come back around. You caused me to lose my daycare. Not only did I lose my daycare, I took a $10,000 loss on my daycare. Because you talking to my, my workers and telling them how I'm selling the daycare, so they quit. So I can't even sell an up and running daycare. I got to sell. A closed one. I got to sell. More or less, I just sold everything inside the daycare because we didn't even own the building. Wow. So I took a $10,000 loss there. Still trying to rock with you and take care of business. I catch a truck fire on a truck that had brand new brakes all the way around it. Mm-hmm. Or check, catch a brake fire on a truck that's been running good, had brand new brakes all the way around it. Truck goes down. Then you like, I don't think you should fuck with the tax people because they they shady, they this, that, the other. Last time I checked, everything was built up off of the tax office, so why the fuck would I stop fucking with them? But I watched everything go from up here to down, down here. here. Yeah, that's about how my life went. Like, I think I didn't even, it took me so long to see it because he didn't strip me abruptly. You understand what I'm saying? He started to strip me slowly because I, I believe that he actually, maybe, just like I did, he thought maybe that there could be a possible change. But after you know, so many jail visits and him just getting out and getting worse every time. He's like, you got to be kidding me, right? You understand? And even though my mouth is saying and my actions are saying somewhere in my spirit, I'm still praying to him like, Lord, can't you fix this and make this right? He's like, you got to be kidding. You understand what I'm saying? And so finally, when I finally stopped being on that shit, he's like, oh, everything that I have taken not a problem. Let me go ahead and start to replenish it. Because I'm like, give it back. he like, you ain't get it when I took your businesses from you. Now you thinking about going back to work. You ain't get it. Okay, I got you. Listen, I'm a, you real hard headed. I'm going to really sit you down and make right. you understand. Right. Listen. Damn, I, okay, I get it. We ain't have to go down the street. I really get it now. He's going to be playing. When he don't want you with somebody that's not a moment of peace, he will cut your blessing short and then he will start to remove all of your luxuries. Listen, all of your, this is how funny wealth, it is. Not all of your comfortability. Listen, this is how funny it is that you said that, right? So I got my truck. I'm still over here fucking with this person. My truck has to go to the shop. These last two weeks I'm over there. I ain't got my truck. I'm over here miserable. I'm carless but I'm, I got a car that I'm selling so I'm riding this little raggedy ass Mazda and I'm like I was just sitting pretty doing everything and I'm down bad like when this before came back into my life I had two Benzes now I have no Benzes like 
So the first time we talked, she like, when we go to court on May 19th, we're going to see what the prosecutor's offering. Yeah, fuck you. We're not saying nothing. Like, I don't give a fuck what he offered. We going to the Offer box. Offering me like, for what? Like, yo, it's something you're missing. So, like, I was explaining to her when she called me. I said, listen, my lawyer doesn't even know all the statements that were made against me. I said, you made statements. No, I was arrested, so I ain't making no statements. So whose statement did they read in court, you fucking idiot? I didn't talk to the police. So you didn't tell them I was your boyfriend? Because this shit was on the news, too. I'm your boyfriend. I wouldn't leave your house. I done busted windows out. Oh, my. So when I got... I, I, they sent me the story from Channel 6. I went in Channel 6's neck. How do y'all not get a complete story? I got stabbed. I'm they, Like, he was laying in somebody's yard. When? I got hit. Didn't even know I was hitting. Walked off down the street. Was from Minnesota. I was at Ferris... No, at Shanley when my mama found me, met me. So I done walked from Minnesota and Carl, I mean Minnesota and McGuffey to Carl and Shanley. That's damn near at Morse Road. So whose yard was I laid in? I'm steady leaking. You glad you didn't stop. I couldn't stop because my back kept hurting. I'm like, I gotta keep moving. I gotta figure out what the fuck's going you on. You weirdo. You always been weirdo. <laughs> Crazy as fuck. So listen, so so this is what you told the people. This is what you and five people said. Like, yo, she like, well, the neighbor was so drunk, she didn't. They didn't take her statement. They didn't take her statement for real. You're lying. I said once again, you're not listening to me. This is where we have a problem at. I said there's no way I can read you all five statements word for word, and my lawyer doesn't have them. So how do you think I got these statements? The officer that ended up taking me to jail was at St. Anne's with me. He went to Mount Carmel East to the trauma center with me. So he's been with me the whole time. So he's seen like me laughing. I'm delusional, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They test my piss when we get to the, to the jail. The doctors are not going to see you and change your bandages unless you piss in this cup. Sure. I said, if there's anything in my system, it's whatever they gave me at the hospital. The lady dips it, looks at it three times. What is in my system? She like, nothing. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at it? Because no, nobody ever come in here. She said, I'm going to say that again. Nobody ever comes in here and they don't have nothing in their system. Nothing. And you just left the hospital from being stabbed. You have nothing. Uh, listen, they said they put it in the IV. I don't know. I just know my back hurt every time I got to sit down. And they, I don't know if they gave me pain medicine or not. I'm in fucking pain, though. But this is the story that was told to the police. He attacked me. He pushed me down. He kicked me in the face. I swear to you, my wife is high fucking yellow. She's damn near white. She bruises very easily because we used to wrestle and play and we leave marks. I'm like, yo, you can't play with me and the kids no more because you keep getting marked up. And she's not the type of person that, okay, you leave a red mark and it goes away in a day. If you get bruised, it's there for at least a week, week and a half. So I kicked you in the face. You don't have a red mark on your face. I kicked you in the ribs. You don't have a red mark on your ribs. You have a red mark nowhere. You got little scratches and scrapes. But I never hit you. You damn sure told him that. I just pushed you. And then I pushed you down and kicked you in the face. I sent my lawyer a picture of her. So now when you get these pictures back from the police, tell me where she got kicked at. She like, I said, my wife is 5'2", maybe 5'3". Said so I'm 6'4", 220 pounds. You if I you. kick you in your fucking face, you're not getting up to stab me. Ever. Because if I kicked you in the face, I'm probably trying to kick your teeth down your throat. So this is the story that's told. And then you tell them, you stabbed me to try to get away from me. Every nurse at Carmel, at St. Anne's was like, how are you trying to get away from him? And he's got stabbed in the back. 
Did she reach over and stab you like this? Like, it just don't make sense. It doesn't make any... Because I'm like... The crazy part is, you know, when you go to the hospital, you walk in, don't matter what the fuck you're going through, yo, you got to register and get in. You got to register. I get to the hospital, I take my coat off and spin it around like, what the fuck? Blood everywhere. I take both my shirts off, blood everywhere. That lady said, yo, nurse, take him to the back right now. Like, I'm bleeding this bad. And they're like, what happened? I said, I, I don't even say I got stabbed. I said, I guess I got stabbed. I said, yo, I got into it with my wife. I walked away and I felt the, like, you stabbed me in the middle of the back and my lower back. My lower back felt like somebody hit me with a bat. And I'm like, I just got throbbing pains all across my lower back. So this whole time, I'm walking, bleeding out. I never, nobody could have ever told me. And if my mom would have called me and be like, she said, you leaking, you, I would have never believed nobody else. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm, Yo, my back just, like, I'm really walking down the street, like, yo, my back just hurts. Like, I'm telling her, like, stay at the house. I'm cool. I'm coming. So I'm really not taking it serious. Like, you really stabbed me because I'm like, this is the person I married. They would never fucking stab me in the back. Hmm. This is how likely I'm. I mean, she's already slept with her. So I'm like, in that's, your house that's, that's the worst I'm taking it as. Definitely. So I'm like, and the crazy part is, like I said, I got this book back on, and it's fucking black So she tried to stab you through the book bag? So the whole time I'm in the, I'm in the goddamn kid jail, I'm trying to figure out when I got stabbed because it's still blowing my mind I got stabbed. <laughs> Some stab wounds. Holes in my bag. No, it's not holes in your bag. So when the fuck did you stab me? So when we first got into it, we was in the yard. I pushed you away. I'm leaving. I leave. Get down the street. Think about it. Fuck, I need this bag. Because this bag not only has my gun in it, it has my life in it, my business numbers, everything. So go back and get the book bag. I take the book bag everywhere I go. You see the book bag, just know if you run up on me, you're probably not going to make it back. But I take the book bag everywhere I go. So I go back in to get the book bag. We're tussling in the kitchen, but I'm still pushing away. Yo, I just want to get my book bag. So you hit me when I'm going into the back room, which is the bedroom, to get my book bag. I never know it. Walk into the bedroom. Throw my book bag on, come back out. Trying to tussle again. I push you away. Push you away. Get outside. Your little girls jump on me. Push them away. Get out the fence. Fuck you. I'm not fucking with you. We're done. Walking down the street. Her neighbor's running up on me because I had pushed her out the way trying to get out the house too. I can't believe you did this. If you don't shut the fuck up and get the fuck away from me. <laughs> oh my God. So all y'all seen me get stabbed, but nobody said nothing. Cause she Maybe because like, they didn't think you was really stabbed because you were still moving all the fuck around like this. So going back to that statement, how do you think I felt? Because like I said, I didn't know none of this until I got to St. Anne's that I'm leaking like no tomorrow. Or did she hit you with a box cutter? Box cutters ain't three inches deep, three inches wide. Oh, no. It's the only reason I had a clue of what the fuck I got to do. That's with. something that she hit the razor blade the box cutter. You won't feel that bitch. But, or maybe she had a scalpel. Does she carry a scalpel? No, scalpels are three inches wide. That's the only, that's the whole problem for everything. What you hit me with was three inches wide. So I know it was a steak knife. A butcher knife wasn't a steak knife. Oh, oh, she got the big one. She was angry. So look, this is what my coat looked like when I got there. Oh, oh, oh. This is my t-shirt. This oh. is my other t-shirt. So I'm leaking like this, but I never know I'm leaking like this. Oh, my God. And they're like, well, your adrenaline had to be. And that's the lower. No, that's the lower. That's the upper. Oh, she hit you twice. Twice. Oh, she was serious, serious. 
two inches, three inches more that way, you would hit my spine and probably right. paralyze me. Three inches deeper there, you would hit my kidney. Oh my god! But you're like, I'm not a fucked up person. So why are you mad? You you you're not a fucked up person. So why are you? She like, why are you mad? What do you mean? You're like mean? the bride of fucking Chucky, bitch. So what you mean? Why am I mad? Look what you just did to me. And I like I explained to her like I'm supposed to be able to, if nothing else I'm supposed to be able to trust my life with you. I may not be able to trust you to do the right thing. She almost took your fucking life. So when I be like, all that blood on them fucking clothes. Oh so when God. I be like, yo, I can never trust you again. This is why. And I'm like, I didn't been through a lot of things with a lot of people, but nobody's actually ever physically fucked you up. Tried no, it's people that try to fuck me up, but nobody's actually ever tried to. I was saying because the most I was trying to do is fuck up your vehicles. Like you know, I fucked your car up today. You know what I'm saying? But but I, even I, in I the time that you had you a up. knife, you were coming straight at me. Yeah, you. Yeah. So I can respect that. Right, I'm not gonna hit you. In your but the fact that you hit me in the back, like yo, that shows me that you're really that scared of me. Cause my mom like. See, I have to check. And hold on. In, in, in my defense, I wasn't just pulling knives out on you because, oh, you plead, you saying you just a great ass boyfriend. Nah, you and your little miniature ass baby mama and did some fuck shit yeah. while I'm sitting over here taking care of y'all kids. Y'all pushing it to the limit with utmost fucking disrespect. And that was the thing. I'm like, yo, I didn't cheat on you. Anytime you ask me for the phone, here you go. Open it. There's nothing in there. So the fact that you're mad because you can't find something to justify your bullshit, you stabbed me. And then she was like, well, you was drunk. So listen, sweetheart. She's like, you drunk a bottle and a half of tequila. Listen, sweetheart, if I just drunk a bottle and a half of tequila, trust and believe, I probably would have been laid out in somebody's yard and would have bled all the way the fuck out. Had you had any drinks? I took two shots. I didn't even take two shots. I took two swallows of tequila. So she hadn't drank tequila. She drunk the bottle and a half. But the crazy part about it, like, she don't understand, like, how fast alcohol thins out your blood. Yes. So, me you telling you. to death. So, how did I drink two bottles of tequila? Mm-hmm. A bottle and a half of tequila. And they would have told you you was drunk when you got to the hospital, I think, too, as well. They thought I was drunk because I was laughing. But I'm like, I'm not drunk. I'm like, I'm laughing. Well, you I'm know, probably I'm- laughing because I don't lost so much damn blood. And I'm really not taking this shit. Seriously, I didn't take it serious. You know what they say, right? What? I, I was a I was a very hard headed ass bitch, and I didn't believe you know some of these old sayings we got. You know what I'm saying? And one of them is when they show you who they is, you better believe them yeah. the first time. And if you allow them back into your life each time, they will fuck you up and over even worse than the previous time. Yeah. And they will each time it will get worse and worse until you finally get, get the fucking memo. Leave them the yeah. fuck alone. Stay the fuck away from them. That last memo almost cost me my life. Mm. So when I be like, I've learned and I'm not. And yeah, I'm like, you had got little smaller memos along the way. And you dismissed them and dismissed them. And I'm and like, I can them. fix it. I can get that back right. Like, this shit's... Because I'm like, hold on. How are you telling me not to reopen my businesses? Like, yo, you shouldn't. That ain't for you. Maybe you should go back to work. As miserable as I was working for people. Because she ever... needs to have you on the schedule so she can be happier. Because when, when the trucking was running, I didn't do shit. I was just in the house walking around. You can't do the dumb shit. But 
I, I kept getting the memo. I just kept ignoring it. Like, yo, it ain't that. Yeah, it's, it is that bad and worse. Well, now that you have paid karma, hopefully, a toll that she says is big enough, I hope it's big enough because that. Listen, I, I figured out the next toll got to be my life. Like, goddamn, right? Karma. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that your toll is paid in full now. Um, I hope that you're able to take everything that you have learned in the last however, you know? 45. We're going to say in the last 32 years. <laughs> okay? In the last 32 years and apply them into your next relationship and building the life Definitely. that you really want. So now, after we had this talk, do you see what I said, what I said last week when you was like, eh? Are you, yeah. Like, yo, I don't have that urge. I don't have that. Like, I'm... Because cause now I'm at the point where it's hard for me to let anybody get close to me because I'm like, and it's not well, that I'm trying to bring. Remember I told you last week that I felt like you needed to go sit down and talk to a counselor or go to music. And I really mean that because, yeah. you know, like I said, not just the shit that you have done to others, but also the shit that you have been through as well. I Definitely. feel like you need to, you know what I'm saying, address. Um, and being stabbed by somebody you love like that, that is so fucking traumatic and when it comes to breaking trust, your ability to now give trust which you have broken so many times with other people, I'm sure is it's almost impossible and you shouldn't be traumatized like that and not have the ability to do that so you should get you some help don't let her steal your ability to love and move forward and trust and continue to grow as a human being. Don't let her stunt your growth. Because oh, your baby mama stunted your growth for a very long time. You understand what I'm saying? Definitely. And then when you finally start growing, you see what I'm saying? You, boom, hit another hiccup. Don't let this shit stunt your growth. Get you the proper kind of counseling. And you understand what Definitely. I'm saying? I don't give a fuck if it's just some mentors. Um, watching some inspirational YouTube videos, but get you some fucking help. You understand what I'm saying? Don't mm-hmm. try to take this on mentally by yourself. Oh, nah, that listen. I gotta get over the anger part first, then I can go get help. I mean, that's something they can help you with because being a part of nah, if anger is a part of the stages of healing and getting over shit. Because right now, I want that anger is I want revenge, and I, there's no revenge to be had outside. Becoming a happy Definitely. person, I get that. Part, building a better life, like the, and guess what? She is a, sounds like a pretty toxic human being, right? Definitely. And the toxicity that she builds around herself, she's gonna drown in that, like she's already drowning. And you were probably the best thing that was happening for her in her life, and she has destroyed that. So now, if she was drinking a bottle and half of tequila for whatever shit she was already dealing with from the previous shit she had did imagine how much she probably about to try to consume now be trying to drown those sorrows and those woes out that's the thing she ain't got no sorrows you think she don't have no sorrows or no woes she ain't showing them to nobody she's still trying to convince people she was in the right side of me like I was just trying to it's not you know and that's even sad she's delusional she needs help she needs help 
and I hope that you log into BetterHelp.com and you get some help. I'm about to because you can do that privately. You can do it on the phone. You can do it through videos. You can do it through emails. You can do it through text messages. They have so many different ways of how you can actually deal with this counseling. You understand what I'm saying? And the pricing is very um, affordable. Like I think it comes out to about sixty, seventy dollars a week. You know what I'm saying? That is something that you can. Definitely you understand? Swing that. Swing that. You understand what I'm saying? And if you don't want to do better health, I've seen that there were some other ones, but I definitely do recommend better health. Text me better health when I leave. They've done a great job with my little crazy ass. I'm not seeing a lot more level and grounded now. I mean, I, I have my little spurred moments. moments, but you know what I'm saying? It's not um, a 100% all better when it's a whole bunch of decades of bullshit that was compounded. It just doesn't buy moose overnight. You know what I'm saying? It's a work in progress and I have to continuously do the work. Definitely. But don't you stop loving. Nah, I'm not gonna stop loving. Like and don't you turn back just... into a motherfucking playboy again nah. either. You know what I'm saying? That could be something else you could possibly try as well. Nah, I don't. I don't. Listen, that's the one you thing. You know what I'm saying? You get stung now, you're too scared to love, so you just want to be a playboy. Nah, that's don't the funny thing. Don't do that either. That's the funny thing. Like, I told you, like, I don't crave that life. I don't crave that attention. I don't crave. So I was like, I don't sex nothing. Like, I'm cool. Like, I was good when she was gone for them six months because all I did was focus on me and business. And shit worked. Where did she go for those six months? I don't know. I didn't ask, I didn't care. But then once we got back to talking, I found out, like, you ran back to the toxic that you said you hated. And then when that didn't work for her, she conned you to come back to you? Pretty much. And you fell for it? Pretty much. Because she showed me something different. Because when we first started hanging out, yo, we can hang out. I'm out of here. We not nothing. We not mm mm-mm. I come play with her daughter, make sure that the baby was good, and talk to her, and talk to her son, and talk to her girls. Because, like I said, I knew them before I knew her. Except for the baby baby. Like, I came in her life like three months after this baby was born. But, like, I knew her daughters four years before I met her. And I knew her son, like, a year before I met her. Because her stepdad was my partner in fucking with cars. Like, he worked on my car. So, he was like, oh, I'm going to get my granddaughters this weekend. So, I had been hanging out with your daughters and had a great relationship with them. Like, them was my little babies. Like, yo, y'all cool as hell. You know, y'all bad as shit when y'all over here. But I understand because y'all with y'all grandpa. You know, come out here and play and be kids, and so them was my babies. Well, so that was one thing that she always knew how to play on me was like them kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they was asking about you. They want to know if we was talking, and then once the baby girl started talking, who was like my baby girl, she would. Hey, she asking about you. She crying for you, like the first couple. Nights I was gone, I heard the stories like this baby wanna go to sleep. All she did was cry for you. So like I talked to her, like you asked if she called me again, like I talked to her daughter them two times and she was like, When you coming to my house, can't do that, baby. It's sad. And when I said that, that was kinda of like the last phone call. Because what you trying to do ain't working because I didn't say, Well, yo, just bring her to me and mm-hmm. meet me somewhere. Yeah, you don't need to be in contact with her. Like, just especially the, the with thing the is, trouble, the every time we have a conversation, all that anger comes back up because it's kind of like mm-hmm. at that moment when you call, my back starts hurting instantly. Yeah, I know what that feels like. That's why I, 
I had to get myself into counseling because he used to say, oh, you're always so angry at me. Yeah, I'm absolutely fucking angry. All the fucking shit you did. Are you fucking kidding me? Bitch, you understand? So I know exactly what the fuck. And it, it just intensifies the more they try to make you pat you down. Like, calm, it, calm like you down. Shit, Shut the you fuck up. You shouldn't be so mad. Right. What like, you mean? Right. Like, it makes you swell up more. So I, I, I identified with that. Because my brother was just like, like, just let it go, bro. It's that's just, easier to say go. at this moment. Let, work, let it let work yourself through the process, but just understand that you don't need to get no vengeance over her because she's already issued her own vengeance, and her own vengeance just happened to be without you. But see, that's the thing. I it, mean, if it you was, if was the you I had, I'd be like the bitch didn't lose nothing. But you you saying you say you're not him. So if yeah. you're not him, then that's a Cause my thing is, like I said, like that goes back to how we start the conversation about, you know, kind of where we grow up and where we come from. So you know, that makes us want to deal with things the way we want to deal with them. Like everybody used to be like, "Yo, let God work it out." Like, and I used to always be like, "Yo, he worked a little too slow for me. <laughs> I need that right now." Right, like what is going on here? Like I know you won't get him, but maybe if I assist you in this a little bit, well, see, you know, come a lot faster. You know, I, I. I I I don't like I'm not gonna say I assist him but you know um I'm not gonna let you continuously get your shit off on me. Whatever behavior you project towards me is the exact behavior you receive up front. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? I'm marrying behaviors. You're not gonna get the good old sweet me kind trying to keep things people. No, if you're dishing shit, I'm dishing shit. If you want flowers, roses, and fucking Care Bears and hearts, then you better open your Care Bear chest up and you better project that shit. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm a Care Bear back. But if you want a hell, well, bitch, I'm a hell raiser to how you want to do it. I mean, you know, in the new world that we're trying to date in, things is really crazy out here. Hence how I got to a dating podcast. I realized that shit was really, really crazy. That's the thing. Like, I'm always say like. And I thought y'all was doing some shit back in the day. <laughs> I mean, you understand? Know like, you you was a hellraiser, but like these new people. Woo. Nah, they not. They see the thing is, Alex's mom told me this many, 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 many years ago, like early twenties, late teens, early twenties. She was like, y'all niggas think y'all doing something. Like, what you talking about? She like, that same game, that same shit y'all doing. These niggas did before y'all. So the only thing y'all did was repackage it. <laughs> so when people be like, oh, they doing, nah, they really not. They just think they playing a new game. They doing the same game, they just repackaged it. It looks a little different, but it's still the same bullshit. Cause the funny thing about it well, is, well, you know, to them it's new shit, so they don't realize that it's old shit. The thing is, so if a young dude.